You are listening to Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. What are we gonna do with our children? What are we gonna do to show we care? How are we gonna be there for our children when they feel that life has just not been that fair? Good evening and welcome back to Masks Weekly Radio Show on Family Matters. Mask mothers and fathers aligned saving kids, kids of all ages and all stages for all mental health struggles. If you know somebody that needs a referral for a parent support group, an inpatient, an outpatient program, therapist, psychiatrist, please give us a call, 718-758-0400. Zero, zero. I'll repeat the number. You may want to jot it down for yourself, a loved one, a neighbor, or someone you usually would sit next to and shul. Remember, all calls are kept strictly confidential. Our number again, 718-758-0400. Next weekend is the Nefesh Conference. Nefesh International is an organization for that have over a thousand Jewish religious therapists around the world. And therapists need to get continuing education credits every year. They must have um, you know, supervision. They must have on a uh, weekly, monthly basis to discuss clients. So that is the best networking program. It's a weekend. Anyone interested in going to the Netflix International, if you're a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, please go on to nefeshinternational.org and register. There over 500 attendees. Uh, It starts on Wednesday evening and goes through Sunday evening. There is a special program for alienation, broken ties organization. We're bringing in uh, a a world-renowned speaker on the topic, uh, and that will be on Sunday, uh, January the 8th at that program. So again, Nefesh International, please go online, check it out, register. It's a wonderful um, program to come to, to network with other professionals and get the continuing education credits you may need. Um, In addition, I'm proud to say that MASK is being recognized at Nefesh this year for the Esther Solomon Memorial Award. So I'd like to say thank you for that. 
uh, for the 25 years that mask has been um, in existence. And with that, I would like to welcome onto the show tonight, Jeannie Silver. And Jeannie Silver actually was one of the first people that I met 25 years ago. Um, and she had worked at the time with Assemblyman Dove Hikins, and she's gonna tell you all about how she got involved with the community on the topics of addiction and the 12-step programs that were out there. Um, she had done a lot of research uh, and on, you know, the community that was struggling with addiction 25 years ago. And I'd like to welcome her on so that we can speak about what are the 12 steps? How are you, Jeannie? Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Rahama, for inviting me. That's such an appropriate introduction. I really appreciate it. And I remember you so clearly from 25 years ago and how you really pioneered this whole topic within the community at a time when very little was happening. And, and I went with um, Dove to his first mask meeting where he invited all your parents to to come or send their kids to his house for Shabbos. <laughs> it really is really a, a quite, you know, it was very, you know, at the time, at that time within the community, there was almost nothing available, somewhere between nothing and almost nothing. And, and it wasn't until a, a, a couple, two things happened that really broke open the issue. One was that a couple lost their child, their son, to a heroin over overdose, and they were a Hasidic couple, and they were very open about it. And then the other thing that happened was the Jewish Observer, which is no longer being published, did a whole issue on this on 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 at-risk youth and the whole the whole issue, and that broke it open in the community. But as far as I I'm, I think that you were already involved at that time. So yes, me, I was. Yeah, you were. Yes, you were. I, you were really one of the first people. And for me, I had already had a background with this issue just from growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm, I was a, a secular person that was sort of the epi epicenter of uh, drugs and rock and roll. And um, what happened to me was I became aware of this issue through many uh, people that I went to school with, that I worked with. And I became interested in it. I never actually did become an addictions counselor, but I did a lot of research and I was quite involved in community activism. Even then, I started making a film on teenage alcoholism and drug addiction with a 13 year old who who was uh, really uh, on the streets. Her And her mother was a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. And, and I learned an interesting thing, actually, which is that making film changes people. That girl today is still sober. This was many decades ago and clean, sober and clean. And she never did go back to that lifestyle. And she and her mother was my hairdresser. You know, I know people from a lot of different walks of life. And and she said that making the film actually changed changed her because she saw herself differently. And that is one of the key things with 12-step recovery. They say that AA stands for altered attitudes. 
And, and that's really what it's about. It's about altering your attitude through a process that, that is a spiritual process, but it's open to anybody. The 12-step uh, movement started in the 30s. And what these people did was really quite forward-thinking and revolutionary for that time. What they did was they, they crafted a program that was spiritual in nature, but could be used by anybody. Didn't matter whether you had a religion, you didn't have a religion, you were agnostic, you were an atheist. They have a whole chapter. The, the main book for this program of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is in fact the mother program, the main book is the book Alcoholics Anonymous. In fact, they named the program after the book, which became a, a huge bestseller and was popularized when uh, the Saturday I think the Saturday Evening Post wrote about it. Rockefeller supported it, told them not to make any, not to make it into a business. And in fact, to this very day, they passed the basket. People put in a dollar. People don't put in a dollar. In the olden days, people used to take out a dollar. And they'd tell them, if you're broke, take out a dollar. Because alcoholics, which, and again, now this, there's hundreds, I, I believe several hundred 12-step programs. I did a, search, a, a little bit of a search, but I didn't come up with several hundred. But I'm, I remember years ago I did that and there were, but I came up with several. So let me tell you what there's alcohol. So Alcoholics Anonymous, they're all based on Alcoholics Anonymous and then they tweak it according to whatever, whatever, whatever their problem is. There's Narcotics Anonymous, there's Adult Children of Alcoholics, there's Clutterers Anonymous for people not necessarily who are, are hoarders, but they clutter. And it's a very, trans. I know people in that program, it's very transformative. It changes the way they relate to themselves, their homes, their lives. There's Al-Anon for people who are, and other programs for people who are, are spouses, family members, friends of people with addiction. There's Alateen for kids who are, I forget it's Alateen uh, for for teenage alcoholics, I think it's more for um, significant others. There's CODA, Codependence Anonymous, Debtors Anonymous, Emotions Anonymous, Eating Disorders Anonymous, Families Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, there's programs for sex addiction, for work addiction, for gambling addiction. There's a program called Self-Sabotage Anonymous. There's many, many things because what they found in the 30s is they found that there's an approach that is spiritual in nature that takes very a consistent uh, forward movement of bite-sized steps to help people achieve what they call a spiritual experience, which is what they call, what they feel is a or it's described in the book Alcoholics Anonymous, is a profound change in the way a person thinks, feels, and reacts to life. So a lot of people, especially if you see it on TV, it looks so stupid. And there's, you know, things that are kind of, you know, feel kind of silly if you have ever go, you can go, anybody can go to open AA meetings, which is what Dr. Tursk, uh, Dr. Abraham Tursky. Really Shalom. Uh, oh, yes, that's all. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, who really wrote about, a lot about this process. And he very much, uh, appreciated it and felt that it was something that people could do and if they you know should do could do and uh that was really and he went to he involved he he at one point said on yom kippur he liked davening where there were uh from 
people in recovery. This is something that he wrote about uh, quite a bit and made a very big difference. So basically the idea of 12-step recovery is, you know, we say, Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid, that is what it is in its essence. It's, we, you know, I have Hashem, I've set Hashem before me always. That's what the 12 steps are there for. They're there to get you through a process that, that I will explain, but let, and I will read the steps in a minute, but it's there to help you achieve what they call God consciousness. And there's, there's a lot of miraculous stories. If you ever listened, you, now there's Zoom, so you don't even have to attend a meeting in person, but there's a lot of really tremendous stories of recovery of people who who were really hopeless. And in the beginning, in AA, in the 30s, people really didn't recover from alcoholism and drug addiction. They died, went insane, or got incarcerated. And today we have all these rehabs, but they didn't have rehabs then. And even with rehabs, it seems that I just read a study, I'm a little addicted to research. I read a study from Harvard where they, the, one of the reasons they consider AA to be the most powerful program is, and there's other, there's other studies, but is because of how many other people, other people started programs that, that were tailored according to the 12 step program and were successful. So it's a tremendous, it was really in the 20th century, it was, it was, it changed the world really. There's millions and millions of people in Alcoholics Anonymous and these other programs. It's all over the world. Jeannie, I'm, I'm yeah. going to interrupt you and say that when somebody has an addiction and they go to the 12 steps, they go to a rehab or they, you know, um, get a sponsor, it's so important that we not forget that parents should learn what the 12 steps are while their loved one is struggling especially so they understand it more how they're seeing the world now with new lens that's a such an important point and thank you for bringing that up yes it is ex whoever it's a child or if anybody in your Spouse, life is anyone in it. yes, right it's very important because there's a lot of misconceptions about the 12-step process and it is extremely parallel to Torah Judaism. And yet the marketing of it in the media or in other places, you might think that that's not the case. Like you see, you know, people will go to a meeting and they'll say, hi, my name is so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. And everybody says, hi, so-and-so. It looks so dumb, but it's so not dumb. And if you're a parent or a friend, you know, they even there's even a book out called The Twelve Steps for Everybody. I don't know how good it is. I remember it from years ago. There's there's a lot of of ways to learn. There's podcasts. I'm going to name a few that might be helpful. And but but yes, you're 100 percent right. So I just am trying to give a little bit of a foundation of what it's really about. And the 12 step process is always about. It's never, it's never about curing alcoholism or addiction. It's about putting it in remission. And the way they describe it is we have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. 
And it's about putting into remission through practicing a certain process that's very consistent with consistent with the uh, with Torah. And basically, that seems to help people uh, disconnect from that sort of lower need to use something outside oneself to fix oneself. To fix addiction is always about fixing something regarding how you feel. It's what it does for you. So, Jeannie, I don't even think you know the Hashgach Pratas of today's radio show, but I want to share that you brought up the foreigners and their son, Maishiel Shalom. Today is Moshe Tzvi Elimelech Ben Yaakov's yard site. So I am dedicating today's show his neshama should have an aliyah. Also, I'd like to mention that we we want to say publicly thank you to Assemblyman Dove Hyken and his Aishas Chayel Shani Hyken um, because 25 years ago when Mass did begin, he had asked me to come over to meet with his wife, Shani, and they handed me a check and they said, we want to be your partner in your organization to help the Klau and your Chesed. So we are giving you money. You should go out and become a not-for-profit. And they paid for the attorney that Mass should be the not-for-profit. So they are really partners in all the chesed that Mass accomplishes. So publicly, I want to put that out there and let everybody know. Thank you to Dov and Shani Hopkin. So let's go back to it. And let's start with the 12 steps. Do you Great. want to? Okay. That is total hashkacha practice. Thank you for saying that because I knew the finers and I tried very hard to help Esther with her son. And when I went to Shiva, she said, who are you? And I said, I'm Jeannie Silver. And she, and she had me sit next to her because she was trying so hard with her son and there were so few resources. Yes. And there was maybe like six or seven addiction professionals then. Anyway, so yes. You so know, you know, it's interesting you say that because I was at, a, at the Good Convention and there's a mental health track and I was sitting in back in the room before we were going to present on a panel and I'm sitting in back in the room and I'm looking at over 300 from therapists shaitals, black velvet yarmulkes, all kinds of yarmulkes, sitting in the back of the room looking and I'm saying, wow. And then I go to Nefesh International's conference, which is next week, and there are 500 therapists sitting in a room. And I'm like, they, they don't even realize how comforting it is for me, when I started mask, and there were maybe six, like you said. So it's just amazing that there's so much help out there for everyone. And anyone that needs a referral, please give us a call, 718-758-0400. Jeannie, let's get to the 12 steps, please. Okay, so let me read them. Um... 
independent. Okay, let me read them. So here are the here are the steps that they they take that they recommend. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, or you can put whatever the problem is in there, that our lives had become unmanageable. I'm reading from the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except one to do so which injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice and of course, whatever program you're in and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. So that, those are the 12 steps. And, and when we refer to God, it's Hashem or whatever God, but when it comes to the religious um, community, we refer to Hashem. Um, so I'd like you to put that spin on it so everyone listening that doesn't relate to it so rawly can you help give us some of the religious um feel to it how how why would anyone that's religious want to go and learn the 12 steps great question so well the main reason is they're struggling with some sort of addictive or compulsive behavior and the 12 steps is really one of the most it's for almost free and it's one of the most effective ways to get past you know to be able to put that behavior in remission and it does it is off-putting to some people and this idea you know using god they say god and the, but then they say as you understand god so for for religious people it's hashem but i've met many many religious people in 12-step recovery and they feel that it helps them deepen their relationship with Hashem. I remember sitting next to a Rebbitson once, we were talking about 12 steps, she, and she had an eating problem. She was a diabetic. And she said, I never occurred to me to ask Hashem for help with my eating problem. Like she, she was a really prominent and wonderful Rebbitson, but there were certain personal things she didn't think she could ask Hashem for. And in the 12 step uh, paradigm, you basically, the whole idea is that you connect with that power, whether you call it Hashem or something else. There's a lot of acronyms, great outdoors, group of drunks, you know, AA collectively, people, some people feel as a power greater than themselves as an individual. And some people in the front community are struggling with their conception of Hashem. And that is, that can be a problem, you know, because 
that is a problem. It's not. It can be a problem. It is a problem, and 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 it's a, sometimes a hard thing to deal with. But the idea in twelve step recovery is that you you're going to use this process in order to 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 help you reconnect in a deep way or connect if you feel that you're not already connected in a deep way to be able to solve your problem. And it's, it says very clearly, the purpose of this book is to help you found, find a power greater than yourself, which will help you solve your problem. And by the way, Jeannie, the drop-in center, the living room, uh, which Menachem Snansky has in Brooklyn and Muncie and, you know, five towns. So that is 12-step based. They do follow the 12 steps. They have sponsors, and it's a wonderful program for people in recovery to be able to have a place to go to for activities, you know, something other than, you know, just going to your 12 step program. You need socialization, and they offer that in a 12 step program atmosphere. Absolutely. I just wanted everyone to know, anyone interested in that program, feel free to give MASK a call. Thank you. Yes, they have an excellent program. It, it, the living room itself is not a 12-step program, but they support 12-step recovery, and the people right. that come are primarily in 12-step programs. Uh, there used to be a rehab called Yadskin. It's gone. I used to volunteer, and then I worked there. And if you're not, you know, not every Orthodox person is going to run to a 12-step program. Now it's a little easier because you don't have to walk into a room. But, but you should just know that that, you know, I wish I I wish maybe I'm being uh, sacrilegious here, but I don't think so. I wish one day that somebody would start a 12-step program for Jewish people from people that was really deeply based on Torah teachings in a, in a, in a concise stepped uh, or, you know, a step order that allows them to, to do a little, grow a little, do a little, grow a little. In 12-step recovery, we, we learn two ways or people learn two ways. They learn by, by, by somebody teaching them, they call that a sponsor, and by them teaching someone else. That's the second way they learn. But it's so, it's so, I heard a guy, I heard a young man speak once and he had gone, I believe, to priority one. This is decades ago at Yadskin. And he was not a 12 step person, but he was able to somehow, somebody taught him how to, to take the Torah, put it into bite sized pieces and allow him to move forward. And, but yet that doesn't really exist in the, in the Orthodox community. Well, let's put out an announcement. Anyone that would like to start a 12-step Torah-based uh, meeting, please give us a call at MASK so that we can set it up and help families, help people that are suffering and struggling with their addiction in a from kind of um, setting environment of understanding the 12 steps and connected with Torah. Well, Jeannie, we are running out of time, but I do want to say that we are going to continue our conversation next week. So please tune in again 
next Thursday night, 9 p.m., so that we could continue learning, understanding the 12 steps with Jeannie Silver. Thank you, Jeannie, for being on tonight. We'll be talking again next week, Shen. Thank you. Wonderful. For Thank you for on. asking me. Thank you. And I'd like to wish everyone a very good evening, a beautiful Shabbos. And always remember, hang in, hold on. And for now, still virtually hug tight. Tonight's show is in memory of Moshe Tzvi Elimelech Ben Yaakov. Please consider going online to massparents.org and donate. It's the end of the year. Make your donations so that we can help the Klaal, those that are struggling and do all the programs, including our radio show. So thank you and have a good night. Hi, New York. It's Dr. Vossen, the city's doctor. The holidays are my favorite time of year for gathering with our friends and loved ones. So with COVID-19, the flu, and RSV spreading, here are five health tips for me to you so you can enjoy the holidays safely. One, get the new COVID-19 booster. Everyone should get the new booster right away. It protects against the variants of COVID-19 making people sick today. Two, get your annual flu shot. You can safely get your flu and COVID-19 shots at the same time. Three, wear a mask in crowds. Masks slow the spread of airborne illness. It's not an all-the-time thing, but for when you're around a lot of people indoors. Four, stay home if you're sick and get tested for COVID-19. Talk to your provider or call 212-COVID-19 for Paxlovid or other treatment options. And five, and as always, keep those hands clean. Spread cheer, not COVID or the flu, New Yorkers. After all we've been through, we all deserve a healthy and peaceful holiday.